0: Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So thank you guys for 15,000 streams. We literally just hit 15,000 streams. I am so proud of y'all for leaving those reviews. Y'all are doing so amazing. I am beyond proud and happy about this community of women that we're all building. So I love y'all so much. Y'all know that and I'm so much in gratitude. I missed y'all so 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 much so much has happened in my life and within this podcast episode I'm so excited to tell you guys about all the shifts that have been happening in my life because there has been so much happening so I don't want to make a long intro at all because I'm so excited to talk to y'all in this podcast episode about my relationship with Divine Mother and a few updates in my life so let's just jump right in and make sure that you guys are leaving those reviews my biggest discovery this year was how much I yearned for a mother, how much I desired a loving, nourishing protection that bloomed flowers and birthed years of joy. While others had dreams of becoming rich or getting a nice car or getting a high paying job, my dream was and always been to be loved, to be loved in my fullness, my complete chaos and uniqueness. This kinds of love we all search for and whether we realize it or not, we are all saying prayers with hope we'll experience this love. This deep calling we as women all have within us stretches us so far to the heavens and begs of a woman we call the divine mother, protectress, earth mother, nourisher. When we cry, she cries as well. Our anger is her anger. Our heartbreaks is her heartbreak. Our joy is her joy. She is the mother of all and gives rest to her children. She meets us where we are and teaches us how to transform our pain into deep womb consciousness and how to use our souls as a compass. Within my family ancestry, there are mostly women. And all of the women in my family are very successful, especially financially and in their careers. I've seen women my entire life do leading um, dominating their work, making sure their homes are kept, their children are kept. And I did not really see that with the men. The men in my family do not lead. They aren't as financially secure and prosperous as the women. And growing up, I always seen men take um, the back seat and women take the front seat. There's a very strong matriarchal presence within my family in which the women do everything. My entire life I've seen women do everything and I've seen men just take the back burner. And with me being in the family of 7, I have 5 siblings, and within the 5, I'm the second oldest, but without my step-siblings, I'm the first oldest. I'm my mom's firstborn, and I always felt this presence of just women my entire life. I've always been around women. Family trips, I was always around women. Um family gatherings, women. Like I've always been around women my entire entire life. And I notice how within my family the women the women in my family are not the healthiest. They gossip, they pin each other against each other. And I realized how there is so much internalized misogyny in my family because the women are so successful within their finances and careers. We don't expect that much from the men, but we expect so much from each other. And we put like these expectations on the women, than we do the men. Like growing up, I noticed how. My brother was able to get away with a lot more things than me. And I had all of these high expectations for since I was a child compared to my brother. So when it comes down to women in my family, there's this pedestal we put women on that we don't do for men we expect these men to okay they can just do this to get by but when it comes down to women you have to be outstanding so as a young girl as a daughter I was always placed in this mirror in which I had to be outstanding I had to excel in everything I had to go to college and get a nice degree, get a master's, get your other degree, get this degree, get thousands of degrees, get you a nice career, build up to a thousand billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be outstanding. You have to be literally in my family, especially if you're a woman, you have to do, you, you have to excel. But we don't have those same expectations for men. So when it came down to me, I've always noticed how the women the women in my family are scrutinized but the men aren't the men are understood and the women are scrutinized. The women are told, oh, you're a whore. You're a slut if you love sex. If you're wild and you are free, you are out of control. If you like to be yourself, if you like to be authentically you, you have no structure. You have no discipline. But when it comes down to these men, we say, oh, it's just a boy. Oh, that's just how they do it. It's just his age. He'll grow out of it. But even as, that I was like six or seven or eight, I was placed in this mirror to always perform to the highest expectation because, again, within my family, especially my ancestry, the women lead. There's a strong matriarchal presence in my family in which women lead the homes. I have a lot of single moms in my family, and if they are in relationships, the relationships that they're in are not as good. Growing up, I never really saw Healthy, good, nourishing relationships. I've seen arguments. I've seen fights. I've seen cussing. I've seen it all because within my family, that normal relationships that, that are peaceful are not normalized. And a lot of my thinking, a lot of the way that I teach, my teachings are not normal in my family. They don't believe in what I believe. And they don't believe that healthy relationships that do not include constant arguing they don't think that it exists they think that all relationships includes arguing you're going to argue you're going to fight that's just normal they don't believe that peace exists and within the women my family I always seen gossiping so growing up I had a very huge sisterhood wound because the cousins, the grown cousins within my family, they always fall, they always gossip. I watched my mom gossip about family members, my aunties, my grandmother. They all gossip about each other and they don't do the same for men. But when it comes down to the women, they always have these cat fights. I've witnessed the most horrific things being said about one another simply because oh we were mad we just didn't get along that day and so I always had like this sisterhood wound where I did not trust women because I believed if the women in my family are fighting and I'm seeing these grown women go back and forth how in the world can I truly trust women how can I truly gravitate towards women when the women in my family are so broken? Their relationships suck. Their single lives are not plentiful. They don't really travel. And if they do, they aren't traveling to the fullest. And I've always had this thing in the back of my head where women were just unsafe. Like my mom is unsafe. My aunties are unsafe. They all gossip, especially my stepsister in my family Whenever we got in trouble, there were always like this gossip that goes around. So if we got in trouble, it never just stayed in the house. The family knew about what happened. The family knew the discipline, the consequences that we had. And so I've always felt like women were just unsafe growing up. I did not trust women. I didn't trust my mom. I didn't trust my aunties. I didn't trust really anybody because my family of women were just so unsafe they were just so toxic and they did not know what healthy relationships looked like they consistently argued consistently ridiculed was consistently critical of one another if a family member gained weight they would point it out they would never really congratulate each other if they had a healthy success it would just be gossip and then in your face will congratulate you so All in all, I did not know what sisterhood was. I did not have a good, healthy representation of sisterhood. And it came down to women. I grew up in a very unsafe dynamic, especially with my mom. My biggest heartbreak was not men. My biggest heartbreak and my sadness and my tears never was not first men. It was my mom. My mom was my biggest heartbreak. And growing up i always feel like i had to defend myself against my mom and we had like these very violent fights, we never got along, she was very critical of me. I was oftentimes critical of her. And because we were so different, we never truly aligned with one another. She don't support my dreams and my goals, my ambition. And my mom and me, I remember just growing up, especially during my high school years and a little bit of my middle school years, she was the most unsafe woman that I've ever met in my life. I felt like even if I came to her about something, she never really, truly kept it to herself. Somebody knew about it. And it got so bad to the point where one time we had a fight and cops had to get involved. And my dad had to step in to kind of, you know, control us because we just did not get along at all. My high school years, I was kind of rebellious in a sense. I was starting to learn freedom and explore my sexuality with both men and women and because in my family they're against that kind of stuff I was always kind of scrutinized for it instead of there being a safe space for women who are exploring sexualities and women learning about who they are on a more, much more deeper level Women are criticized for it. They're called sluts. They're called whores. Oh, you're dirty. Why would you do that? So, because I didn't really have a nice support system that truly I could talk to and know they could help me, I rebelled in a sense because I felt like if no one hears me, if no one sees me, I'm going to make sure that somebody sees it. So, why not rebel? Why not be loud? Why not raise my voice? Because No one is understanding me. No one is seeing me. So that led me into rebellion where I just kind of just did my own thing. And although I was caught every single time, I felt like that was my only chance at truly being myself and truly setting myself free because I truly understood that being silent within my family of women just gets you stepped all over and I don't want to feel that way I never want to feel like someone had so much power over me I could not speak I could not use my voice and so I made sure to use my voice I made sure to do all the things that I wanted to do because in my family of women we're so quick to silence each other. And with us consistently normalizing, silencing one another, so much anger and suffering and resentment grew because we never allowed things to be held space for. We just sweep things under the rug and anyone who dare ask questions or step outside the box were scrutinized and told to get back in line. So being curious and having questions regarding why did my family act this way was never truly answered. You would have to do your own digging. My great-great-grandmother, when she was only 14 years old, she had ended up getting married and had over 12 children and all of her sons had died except two. So, so much grief and anger and sadness is held over the sons because my great-great-grandmother had to experience the loss of so many of her sons. And my grandmother, when she was a child, she had to step in and be the parent for all of her siblings. So, my great-great-grandmother, she didn't really parent any of her kids. The siblings parent to each other they learned to cook when they were like six and eight years old they learned to clean they learned to do everything sur- surviving by themselves at that age and when you go and talk to my grandmother now she's still angry about it and when I talked to her at the countryside with my grandmother and I sat down with her and listened to some stories she will always say I will never understand why your great-great-grandmother put us through that. I will never understand why she did that. And so I can tell that there's still so much anger and grief held over their past on why couldn't I just be a kid? Why did I have to lose all of my siblings? Why did I have to parent? I was just a child. I never got to be a child because my mother wasn't a mother. And so even still to this day with my great-great-grandmother, she's sick now, even still to this day, In sickness, her daughter is still angry with her and still demands answers for why she did what she did. And my grandmother, when she had her children, which is my mom, she was explained to be very rigid, very strict. She never was affectionate. She didn't cuddle us. She didn't nourish us. She she wasn't like the soft mom. She was very rigid and firm and strict about her word. And she was very tough. She was a tough mom. She was critical. But they say even in the critiques, we could tell that she loved us. And so Growing up as a kid, I always thought that someone being critical of me was, oh, they love me. They just want to see the best in me. When truly, that isn't love. And in my family, love is just so distorted. And the definition of love is not explained well, especially amongst the mothers and daughters. My mom would be described when she was a child, she was just like me, very curious, very ambitious. Had a lot of life inside of her. Was very active. She played lots of sports. She was very athletic. Always hanging out with boys. Always going outside. And growing. And I feel like honestly, if I was like my mom's age during her period when she was a child, I thought like we we would make the best of friends because she was just like me and was so out there like me however when she became a mom herself she became like her mom rigid strict and everything in the box so i saw this transition from when she was a child she was this very ambitious and curious and open child but when she became a mother she was just the complete opposite very cold very rigid very firm very strict when I was a teenager exploring the world and trying to grasp my own self, my mom didn't really hold space for that. And it's because her mom did not hold space for her ambitions and her curiosity. And so what I'm explaining to you right now is basically the line of mothers and daughters and how it's this curse amongst the mothers and daughters and ultimately the women my family in which we don't hold space for each other we gossip about each other we scrutinize each other we're critical of each other and really my women are just very wounded like my family of women are extremely 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 wounded and the parenting style especially amongst the daughters is install fear into them to get respect so we're taught that love is conditional love is given if you meet this expectation if you meet that expectation if you achieve this if you achieve that we are taught to be these overachievers because if you overachieve that's when you get our respect That's when you get love. Love is only given if you give this. However, if you fail, if you go out there and mess up, if you go out there and you are just freely yourself, you don't get our love because you didn't earn our love. That isn't earning our love. In my family, especially with the women, we teach each other that love is earned. So there's no surprise to why the women in my family are so financially great. And in their careers, they're so amazing because... They were taught to be overachievers in order to get quote-unquote love, in order to be accepted. They didn't really focus on marriage like my older generations did of women. My middle-aged generation of women, they focused on careers, building their careers because that's what the older generation taught them. You better go get your degree, go get a nice career because if you don't, you failed in this family. So with me being like the firstborn, I felt this presence so much and there were just so many expectations on me as a woman to do the exact same thing. And oftentimes I feel like and I know growing up, I feel like a disappointment, like a failure, because I didn't really care about any of those things. I didn't care about getting a degree. I didn't care for college. I didn't care for getting a big time career. I never truly care about these things. I I think it's just my Sag moon. I love to explore. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love frolicking. I love going thrifting. I love little cafes. I love nice and simple living. I love living that feels full and energetic and there's something new every single day. And being in debt with student loans and college and... Getting these high paying careers, don't get me wrong. Like you know, that's not bad at all. But with me knowing my personality, I love to explore. I love to just travel the world. And so, when it comes down to me, that never really aligned with what I truly wanted for myself. And because of that, I always got beat down in my women my by the women my family because that was so different than what they wanted for me, which was go to college get a degree and get a nice career and then that's your life and then get married and then boom have babies and then that's your life and that's just not what I saw for myself and so I always had to remind myself like if I'm seen as a failure by these women then I really don't care my mental health and my happiness is so incredibly important if you hear pages flipping y'all already know say it with me these are my notes, and so another question I always had growing up was, why was not loved as a child? Why was not given a mother who loved me, who can hold me, and where do I go to be nourished if it's not my mom? My mom, and I've always had this trauma around mothers because my mom wasn't the most nourishing mother. She was not the nicest mom, and. I just had this bad reputation that came down to moms. Like, when it came down to moms, I did not have a good representation because my mom wasn't the healthiest to me. And I witnessed my mom be so healthy and so encouraging to my brothers and my cousin who were no boys. But when it came down to, like, my stepsister or me or, like, her cousins, my mom just was not fully available especially emotionally so excuse me emotional support mental support that did not come from my mom I had to learn all these things for myself I had to build myself up because my mom didn't was very absent in those places financially my mom did an amazing job I went to the nicest schools I had some nice clothes a nice home a nice bedroom I traveled and so when it came down to financial support, my mom made sure to fill those areas. But when it came down to mental, spiritual, and emotional support, my mom was extremely active. And I never really saw my stepdad lead the home. My dad, my mom and my dad are divorced. So Seeing men lead, seeing men, you know, come in to protect their daughters, I did not see that. Oftentimes when people knew that my mom were wrong about how she dealt with the situation between the children, no one truly came in to hold her accountable. No one truly said, hey, you were wrong for what you did. You should apologize to your children, especially the dads. None of them held her accountable. So growing up as a child and even as a teenager, I always felt this level of unprotection, unsafety, like no one can hold me, no one sees me, and no one cares about me. No one cares about what my mom is doing in this home, even when she's dead wrong, no one is holding her accountable. And so we always fought because... I knew what she was doing. What she, I knew that she was wrong about a lot of things that she did. And I was the only one to really call her out for it. And because she wasn't used to being called out for it, we oftentimes got into fights. And because I was so different from the women in my family, personality-wise, sexuality-wise, at a young age, around like six and seven and eight, I was already exploring my sexuality. I was already learning so much about my body And because I was just this different child who had these different values and beliefs, I was always put under this microscope of criticism. And I cannot tell you how much, how many critiques I've received from my mom, my aunties, my grandmothers. Like I was always criticized for everything that I did because I wasn't, quote unquote, in line with the family. And so... I began to ask questions and I feel like the medicine behind question is they awaken the woman's psyche and lead her to answers. And so for much of my life, I dealt with this heavy shame, even around my sexuality, with me exploring it with both women and men, I always felt like this heavy shame and guilt and loneliness because the spaces that my mother was supposed to fill wasn't filled. And it felt like I had to navigate so many years of my life without a mom. And although my mom was physically and financially there, I still felt like I had to navigate just a plethora of my years without a mom. I had to learn so many of so much of my life without a mom. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair that I had to deal with this karmic tie. It wasn't fair that I had to deal with this karma with my mom. And so I felt righteously angry about it. And I don't think that that's wrong to feel righteously angry about that. And so the the religion I grew up in was Christianity. I grew up in a Christian household. And I did not like the Christian household that I lived in. So that led me to answering and asking these questions about Christianity and who is this God that we're serving. And if this God that we're serving is so great and is so good, why is he allowing me in this family to deal with all this different BS? If this Christian God that we're serving is supposed to heal all and love all, why do I feel anything but that in this household. We're going to church, we're reading the Bible, but no one is living by the Bible and no one is living by what the church, you know, quote unquote says. And so if we're this Christian family who goes to church and love Jesus, why are we fighting? Why are we being so critical of one another? If If this God is so loving and is so protecting and is so nourishing, Why would this God allow that? And I just don't think that a loving, nourishing support of God would allow any of this stuff that happens within this family. This is not Christ. This isn't God. And so I began to do my own exploration into my own spirituality because I just knew that, okay, these people, they're they're these self-proclaimed Christians, but none of them are living by Christian law. None of them are living by with God and Christ and Jesus says because true Christ and true God and a true Jesus believes in unconditional love, supporting your children's ambitions and dreams, not yelling at them, not critiquing them. That is true Christ. True Christ is showing up for someone Even when they don't have a lie, even when they don't meet your expectations, true Christ still shows up for them. And within the women, my family, how you guys treat each other, how these husbands treat their wives, this is not Christianity. This is not Christ. This is not Jesus. This is not God. And I'm not going to allow you guys to make me feel like this is God and this is Jesus because this is not Jesus. And so I grew angry and upset and very resentful towards God. And at one point in my life, I was, what's the word? Like, I just did not believe in any of it. I was just like, I just don't care for any of this stuff. Because if God was just so real, then why would God allow, allow any of this stuff? So for a long time, I was angry with God. I didn't believe him because I felt like if... He was truly real, and if he was truly loving, then why is this family the way they are? And so I began to dig into spirituality and exploring my own my own depths within spirituality, and I realized how much love I found in those places compared to Christianity. And I've realized how spirituality teaches that your spirituality and who you are on a spiritual level is completely yours to create, is a creative process. And with this fear of hell or heaven, and these restrictions I don't want to feel like that I don't want to feel like there's a God who is waiting to condemn me and send me to hell because oh I had sex I don't want to feel like oh there's this God who is ready to send me off somewhere because oh I cussed you know and within my family that's the fear that we put into our children at a very young age that oh God is this and if you're gonna go to hell or you're gonna go to heaven and I remember when my family had learned that yes I do practice spirituality I do practice tarot cards they was like so so angry and they made much fun of me they criticized me and they bullied me for it because oh you're you're gonna go you're you're gonna go to hell behind them tarot cards that's not what God want for you but God wouldn't want that marriage for you God wouldn't want this home for you, but you're so critical of my spiritual practices. But my spiritual practices is leading me into such a deep space of love and safety. And so I became comfortable within that. I became comfortable within myself. And that was kind of the opening into accepting who I was authentically was, wait a minute. I can truly love myself even in the spaces in which shame and guilt is normalized. I can love myself even when everyone in my family is so critical and don't love me. I can like myself even when my family don't approve of me. And stepping into spirituality in which I practice my own form of, you know, what I believe to be true, that led me into much, much deep love and which ultimately led me to God in which I began to learn God for myself. Okay, God is actually truly loving and nourishing and a true God wouldn't want any of this stuff to happen. Christ do not approve of this. Christ would not want this. This is a karmic tie. This is not Christ. This is karma. And by us trying to call these karmas, Christ is distorting our way of thinking. And I began to become so in love with my spiritual practices and so comfortable in who I was as a person, no matter the critiques, no matter what happened in my life, I felt so drawn to God. And I knew that there's just so much out there, so much to explore. And I want to explore and open these portals because I feel like there's truly so much love to be filled. And I feel like with me going on this journey to learning who I am who I am as a woman, learning who I am at my deepest core as a woman carrying such feminine, beautiful energy, all of this energy within me, I just know that it's going to free my ancestors. It's going to free those who have come before me, who was not able to explore their sexualities and their spiritualities because they were restricted. They were criticized. However... I'm not going to allow those critiques to hold me back from exploring who I am at my depth. And so with me doing this work in womanhood, with me doing this work in learning my sexuality, my spirituality, and learning my sensuality, learning Allison Nicole Sharp, it freed myself and it freed the women around me and it ultimately is freeing my ancestors freeing my great-great-grandmother who at the age of 14 had all of these children so she didn't she wasn't able to do the things that I do now which is you know talk to women, and travel see the world do this and do that I get to do these things at this young age and I feel like it's truly my ancestors saying do these things, enjoy your youth, live your youth, do all these things because we weren't able to. And so we're passing the torch to you. And that is truly what it is. It is my ancestors passing down the torch. And it's why it's so important when you want to do your work with Divine Mother and walking with her, which which we're going to talk about, you know, next. When you want to do your work with Divine Mother, it's really a lot of ancestral work, learning Who is my great-great-grandmother? What is her story? Who is my grandmother? What is her story? And it's truly learning the stories of your family ancestry, ancestry, particularly your women. I'm sorry, y'all. It's kind of, you know, early in the day. I just woke up, so I'm getting jumped in my words. Keep up with me. (laughs) But it's truly learning your ancestry and understanding that there's so much to who I am that, is explained because of what they went through. There's so much to this family and I want to know everything there is because there's more to this picture, there's more to this story and that leads you down this path into which you're walking with the highest spiritual forces and this also understanding you're not going to find yourself in the same place you lost yourself you're not going to find answers in the same place you once was depressed in had anxiety in and stress in and so people expecting me to find this oh this loving nourishing God in the same home that I felt trauma and suicidal thoughts in and just so many other things in that was just not going to work for me I just knew that I was not going to find deep Love in the same place that I found deep hatred, and I knew that this work that I'm doing, where I'm walking with God and also divine mother, this work that I'm doing is true work to my authenticity that is not going to be found here, and I'm not even going to expect myself to find anything of love in this space, and so I had realized the more that I walked and the more that I did this work, I will always feel this very maternal loving support around me and it felt very womanly it's like a woman spirit guiding me anytime I was outside talking to the moon or watching the moon out in my garden and just taking care of my plants I'm naked in my room practicing self-pleasure or I'm just you know dancing and free flowing with my body I always felt this very warm supportive womanly spirit guiding me and it felt so precious like this isn't this isn't the the same energy that my mom gives me this is something very quite different it's a very heavenly feeling a feeling that you only get when you're so deeply connected to your womb it felt this very deep pleasurable warm motherly spirit and anytime i would just be in the bathtub and doing my self-care routines with my lemons and my incense and doing my little spells I felt like there's this very womanly spirit around me, and it's a very feminine and very soft, supportive spirit. And within a toxic household, Lemington believes in self critic, having that self critic is very normalized. But whenever I'm in this space in which I'm, I'm surrounded by rivers or lakes or oceans, I feel like those limiting beliefs and these self-criticisms, it don't exist. It's like this voice inside of me that I will always hear giving me this loving support, always giving me these affirmations. There'll be days I should be walking. I hear like a beautiful affirmation and I have realized it's this heavenly mother who is guiding me. It's a very, very heavenly spirit that is guiding me and she's a woman and that's how I come to know that Divine Mother, Heavenly Mother exists where she comes and she saves children who did not have a good earthy mother. She comes and she takes care of her children that did not get to experience high love. And she comes and she nourishes them. She washes them with her waters and with her rain. And she truly cares and supports them. So when you're dealing with self-criticism, when you're dealing with limiting beliefs, She does not support those things. She teaches us that... You can have anything. You can be and do anything. Your sex, your body is yours. Enjoy it. Find pleasure in it. She loves it when we enjoy the sex that we have. She loves it when we're enjoying our life, when we're enjoying the fruits of our labor. She encourages these things. These things that are not so normalized in a toxic household. This heavenly mother, she truly advocates for these things and this was such a turning point for me because I always grew up with depression anxiety however when I'm in a space in which I'm connecting to water or oceans you know oceans and rivers and you know all these things I don't feel those frequencies I feel frequencies of love I feel frequencies of support and I understood and I understand that she is a mom who really wants her children to soak in her love this is why whenever you're around water you feel so cleansed and renewed because that's her soaking you in her love that is her baptizing you And actually, I had went to the beach a few weeks ago. If you're following my Instagram, then you already know because I keep my... I literally post my entire journey on there. So please go follow my Instagram to keep up with all of me. But I went to the beach a few weeks ago and I went to the ocean and I had like this offering. It was a offering of roses and lavender and yeah, lavender and roses. It was like in a beautiful jar And I had brought it with me and I went to the ocean. It was a beautiful, beautiful day at the beach. And I had said my prayer to Divine Mother and I gave my offerings to her. And she had given me like these plethora of just wisdom and answers that I needed to know. And I have realized how when I was at the ocean, just swimming in the ocean, it was really me being baptized. It was really me just soaking in her divine love. And you may be asking, you know, well, how do you start working with her again? You have to do and sexual work. That's how I come to know her. When I was at my feet begging for answers, begging for why my mom couldn't love me, begging for why is it so hard for me to be loved? Why can no one hold me? Why can no one accept me? When I was at the lowest of my lowest and I was so suicidal, I didn't want to live. I was depressed. I was anxious. Whew so much and I couldn't do anything but drop on my knees and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray until I knew for sure I felt this spirit surrounding me these loving angels and ancestors guiding me and that's how I come to know heavenly mother like heavenly like I know my heavenly father which is God I come to know heavenly mother which is divine mother and i come to know these people because nothing my lowest of my lowest where i can do anything but surrender they came to me and guided me off of my feet and lifted me up and stretched me up so wide and helped me to understand what true love was and that is truly what divine mother advocates for it. She advocates for deep, deep love. People who did not experience that. Families in which love is not experienced. Divine Mother, Heavenly Mother teaches us the true definition of love. She loves marriage. She loves unions. She loves to see people reunite. She loves to see it. She loves to see a, a beautiful coming together. She loves family when it is healthy. She loves love. She loves self-love. She loves a woman in her single days loving herself. She supports women who are single and truly wants to be single, truly desires singleness. She helps your single days to be fulfilling. She loves a woman who is deep in her self-pleasure. That is divine mother. She is a mom who wants nothing but good for her children. She is a mom who truly wants to see her children do good and truly what it is is it's a seed that is planted into all women from the deep parts of our womb it's a seed that is planted that makes us curious to who this woman is and from a young age I always knew that there's more to this spiritual world than just God heaven and hell there's more to that and truly that's the seed that is planted that makes you curious that makes you go out there and want to journey out okay There's more to this. There's more to this world than just a a God, a man who created all of this stuff. And that's it. That's all. No, there's a woman. There's a man. There's plenty of entities out here, plenty of spirits that are wanting to guide us. And so I knew that from that seed that was planted within me, the point that I'm at right now is that this seed is finally blooming and this seed is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and blossoming into this beautiful flower and from all of this work that i've done with divine mother i successfully have created a podcast that is becoming very very successful i'm coaching women now i have a platform dedicated to women and truly it's the gifts of working with divine mother she gives you all of these things she helps you to uncover your sisterhood wound so before, I did not really gravitate towards women. My heart was so cold and dismissive towards women. But now I started to work with Divine Mother, in which I began to pour myself into women, pour myself into myself as a woman, I began to do nothing but just love the women around me. Even when I cannot, even when I don't like a woman, like I'm not really like, okay, we're, we are not friends. I do not get along with you. They're still like this. I still want to see you do good because you're a woman and I we already deal with enough. And I don't want to, you know, see you do bad, especially in a society in which, you know, women are already going through too, too much. And so when you're working with Divine Mother, you will realize how much your heart will open towards women. You'll realize how much you want to service women, how much you want to love women, how much you want to just cuddle them and tell them that everything's going to be all right. That is the gifts of Divine Mother. And ultimately, another gift that I had received was I finally moved out my mom's house um, two to three days ago. Yeah, was it two to three. It was like the eight. No, the 18th of August. I moved at my mom's house and um I am so free. I feel so blessed and I'm so happy about it because me me and my mom we were not getting along. We were arguing almost all the time consistently. Our relationship was going very sour and actually the last time I spoke to her, we had gotten into a yelling match and um A gift that Divine Mother had given me was it's time to move out your mom's house because you don't deserve this. You deserve to experience the highest of love. So I'm getting approved my first apartment and I'm recording right now in my first apartment by my window that I can open up and see the city because I'm right now, I live in the city and it's so, so beautiful down here. I absolutely love my city life. I'm so young and I get to explore this world. I get to travel now on my own terms. I don't have to talk to my family anymore. I don't have to talk to my mom anymore. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do because simply i am now self-sufficient and on my own and i truly love that for me and i give the utmost thanks to god and heavenly mother for this because if it was not for them was not for the prayers i would not be here i'm literally living in an answered prayer every single day there's something new to do i'll go outside and explore the city there's so many antique stores around here so many cafes Thrift stores around here. I went to a vegan store. I went to a spiritual store. They still like crystals and tarot cards and books on sets and love and pleasure. There's so much in this city, so many opportunities. I've already met plenty of people. There's so many corner stores around here where you can meet people. And I truly just love this new chapter of my life. So if you're wondering why it has been a long time since I podcasted, I was trying to move out and I successfully ended up moving out. So this is why I've also... Just had so many other things to sort out. But now I'm in the place in which I'm in my own place. And I do share it with three other roommates who are beautiful women. They are so kind. We are sharing almost everything. And I'm truly so blessed to be in a position in which I can feel into my prayers. I know that I'm being answered. I can feel Divine Mother's love so much now. There's so much nature around here. And so... I just feel incredibly, incredibly blessed and to know that, you know, with me doing the work in which I'm freeing myself as a woman, freeing my ancestors, freeing the women women around me through my coaching, through my podcasting, I will always ask, you know, when is going to be my time? When do I get my gifts? When do I get, you know, my prayers answered? And now I'm living in the exact manifestation of that. So all in all, what it's saying is when you work with Divine Mother and you come to know who this Heavenly Mother is, she opens your heart. She opens you to the world and the world opens up to you. She opens you up to life and life opens up to you. You don't really become angry anymore with women. Like right now, I'm in a space where I'm starting to do the work in healing my, healing. So much of my childhood trauma because I'm no longer contacting with my family i'm no, I'm no longer in contact with my mom, so I'm just doing so much work with them remothering myself and healing myself from that, and I learned that that is what divine mother love feels like. It feels like if somebody cannot give you the utmost respect and love, they do not need to be in your life even if it's even if it's your own mother even if it's your own family, that is what Heavenly Mother teaches. She also has boundaries. So as much as she gives this love and support to all of her women, she also teaches boundaries. She also teaches that we deserve more. And the more I began to work with her, the more I began to understand how much pleasure I want to feel in this part of my life I really want to feel pleasure I really I'm tired of suffering I'm tired of learning all of these tough life lessons I want to experience life to its fullest I want to experience the pleasure the good side the nice side and so recently I broke my celibacy and I had sex and I loved it it was beautiful, it was good, it was pleasurable, and I'm so glad I had sex, and I'm going to have it again very soon. And I'm so enraptured in this new part of my life in which I feel so free and so rejuvenated in my body and spirit and soul. And I really understand that this is Divine Mother, this is Heavenly Mother, just like our Heavenly Father protects us and helps us to create structure, Our Heavenly Mother helps us to experience the pleasurable side of life. And I'm at this point now where I'm learning complete sovereignty. Now that I'm living on my own, I'm learning complete sovereignty. I'm learning how to be within myself as a woman independently. And I'm learning how to really self-source and self-trust. And within all of that, understand that there is a mother who is providing for me. So although I don't have my mom, my earthy mom in my life anymore, there is a heavenly mom who is doing much, 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 much more for me. And that makes me so incredibly glad. And I will always wonder why anytime I will go outside or Anytime I was around oceans or water or rivers, I would feel so cleansed and renewed. Anytime I was outside or anytime I was with people, good, safe people, I would feel good. I would feel like this makes me feel good. I would go travel. I would feel good. Like all these good feelings. And really what it is, is it's our maiden energy coming out. It's that maiden that is safe to come out around like my earthy mom, my toxic family. My maiden was not coming out. I didn't feel safe to be within my vulnerability, within my softness as a woman. I did not feel comfortable to be in that playful energy because anytime you had a spark, anytime you had a playfulness about you, it was always stepped on and stomped on. But when I was around Divine Mother and her love and her children, I would always feel this joyfulness, this playfulness, this, this healthy vibrant you know this help this healthy vibrant energy and really what it is is it's divine mother welcoming her children and so if you ever feel like you know i can't experience love i don't know how to experience love and love cannot be experienced especially where i'm from Understand that love is an easily accessed portal and Heavenly Mother is always welcoming her children and she is always, always asking for you to work with her. She is always asking you to give her all of your attention, all of your love, all of your support, all of your trust She is asking that of you, and she is asking that if you walk with her, she will give you these beautiful, beautiful gifts. She will bring to you beautiful people, a beautiful relationship, a beautiful life, a pleasurable life where you don't have to suffer. Because so many times we believe, especially in toxic households, that in order to learn a lesson, and I was talking to a coaching client about this, in order to learn a lesson, in order to learn how to navigate life, you have to go through all these painful sufferings, and when you begin to work with Heavenly Mother, she teaches, actually, you don't have to suffer to learn. You don't have to suffer to get a grasp at life. You can live an easeful life. And I used to have so much guilt around living an easy life that was just happy and good and fun and playful. Because I felt like, no, I have to suffer in order to learn. But Heavenly Mother teaches, no, no. You deserve to live an easy life. You deserve to live a loving life. You deserve to live a fun and playful life. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to be sad and depressed and anxious to learn. And for almost years and years and years and years of my life, living with my mom and living around my family, I was suffering. I was suffering, my heart was hurting, my heart was crying, my soul was aching because I knew that this wasn't love and I knew that the same people who were supposed to protect me was doing anything but that the people who I was supposed to trust because hey you're my mom, you're my dad, were the same people that I could not lean on because they was not directing me to my fullest potential and it was learning that the only person that I can trust in this moment in time, the only person that I can really just rely on at this time is myself and Divine Mother and God. That is the only people that I can truly give my trust to because the family that I was given are not supportive, are not healthy. And although it's so unfortunate, I had to cut them off. I had to leave them out of my life. This new chapter of my life is completely about sovereignty, independence, and me coming into my fullest as a woman. All the work that I've been teaching y'all about sovereignty and self-empowerment and being on your own as a woman, I'm now having to take my own advice. I now have to take my own wisdom. I now have to listen to myself because I have done much, much teaching in these areas, but it's different when now you have to learn these lessons for yourself. And... I I don't think that it's fair to have to do these things where you have to cut your family off. But when it comes down to your mental health and your joy and and something that Heavenly Mother, Divine Mother taught me, you need to do anything to protect your peace. Do anything to protect your mental health. Do anything to protect your joy. Because the truth is, no one knows your life like you. Nobody knows what's gonna make you truly happy in this lifetime like you. No one truly knows what truly gets you up in the morning like you. People, everyone has different recommendations, right? Everyone has a recommendation of what you should be doing, what you could be doing, but truly nobody has the answer like you. And, I, and when I was at the beach and I was in the ocean, just swimming in the ocean, I was just getting baptized over and over and over again. And as I was soaking in this, in this water, like this, this huge portal of just water and just, you know, the ocean is just so cleansing. It's like a portal. And as I was baptizing myself, I had received these immense clarity and wisdoms and answers. And something had told me, it's time to move out your mom's house. You're going to move out very soon. And even when I go back to my podcast about the countryside and I had said at the end, I had a dream about me going to this next journey. And I don't know what this journey is. It has not been revealed to me yet. And I'm realizing that this was what the dream was discussing. This is what the dream was about. Now I'm moved out. Now I'm working in sovereignty. Now I'm learning how to self-source and be self-empowered. Now I'm learning how to be actually on my own. And I'm doing this walk with my heavenly mother. I don't have my earthy mother mother by my side, but I do have my heavenly mother. I do have the mother in heaven who is supporting me, who loves me, who loves when I receive pleasure, who loves when I'm smiling, who loves when I'm playful. I do have her. I do have her by my side. And also... A lot of people who I had recently cut off and was holding no contact with, I did reunite and I did talk to them. And I did end up, you know, reconciling with, you know, much people and texting many people who I was once, you know, in no contact with. And I learned how this is Divine Mother restoring all of those lost relationships. That's what she does. She restores what is lost. She restores The broken and I'm realizing that in this chapter of my life this is so much different and I'm still trying to ground myself in this because it's almost like I'm living in like a dream like I'm almost living like a prayer and it feels good it feels freeing and I've realized this is love this is love this is true love this is love unraveling everything that I had once heard from my family about what love is, about who God is, about what truth and safety is because they were not going to teach that. They are not going to teach that. They're not even a place to teach that. This is true love. True love is 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 showing up even when you don't want to show up. True love is being able to give so much of yourself even when you feel like you don't have much love. True love is surrendering. True love is restoration. True love is not criticizing every single thing that you see about a person. That is true love. And you will really understand this when you begin your work with Heavenly Mother. She will literally open up the gates to you. And I feel so blessed To be in a space in which i can now be doing this work to fully healing from my mom i don't want to contact my mom at this time i don't want to contact really my family at this time because i just want the utmost space from them i had blocked a lot of them and it wasn't personal for some of them it's just hey i just need space from all of you guys because this chapter of my life i just want to completely reset and when it comes to my mom i just don't want to contact you I want to fully, fully, fully heal from you before I talk to you again. I want to fully, fully just enrapture myself in the deepest of love before I even open myself up to you again. Because the amount of unsafety that you once put me in, it's just I don't feel like I'm in this space right now to hold you. I don't want to hold you right now because for lots of my years, you held me and you dropped me. In this point of my life, I don't want to risk that. And... It's 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 painful. It it hurts, but the beauty in it is even while I'm hurting, my heart is open. Even when I feel sad about it, my heart feels so open because I'm in this new journey of my life in which now I have the freedom to go meet whoever I want to meet. I get to experience the love I want to experience on my own terms, and that is beautiful. Being self sufficient is beautiful. Being on your own is beautiful adulting doesn't and one thing that Heavenly Mother also taught me is adulting doesn't have to be terrible a lot of people are like oh I hate adulting you pay bills you pay rent blah, blah. but truly adulting doesn't have to be a, a terrible terrible experience adulting can be beautiful it's beautiful to be a woman and be able to do things on your own term to be able to express your unique freedom And I'm wishing this kind of love on all of you guys. I'm wishing this kind of freedom on all of you guys because everyone who especially came from a toxic household, you deserve this freedom. You deserve this peace, this feeling of nothingness, this point zero where I get to start over. I get to say, okay, I'm going to make another name for myself. I'm going to completely remove myself from that environment and just start over. I'm living in the city now. I am surrounded by like-minded people. I have I have met so many people already. I have so many antique stores around me, so many corner stores around me. And I cannot wait to start traveling and living my life. I am just so, so excited. And this is what celibacy was truly teaching me. It wasn't just about holding no contact with my ex. It was about... Learning complete sovereignty, learning how to completely surrender, learning how to trust yourself, learning how to hold this energy, this sexual energy that was truly creative energy that I was holding, that was birthing this life. This entire time I was pregnant with so many ideas. This celibacy was really a pregnancy. It was a pregnancy of ideal of ideas and a pregnancy. Of a life worth living, and I've now given birth to this, and this is why I have broken celibacy because I feel like I have given birth to this life, and now I'm just ready to live it. And it's so amazing to be at this point where you can finally say and just breathe, like there's no one in my life that's holding me back. There's no many. There's no more family members that are holding me back. There's no mom who is in my ear yelling about this and that that is holding me back. I can now cut all these things out of my life and truly live my life how I want to live. And that is the gift of Divine Mother. It's complete freedom. It's complete sovereignty. It's complete love. It's complete union. It's complete restoration. And I feel so much in gratitude. And to know that my celibacy was taking me here, to know that celibacy and all the gifts that I have Receive from celibacy this freeing of women that I've done this work I have done it has all led me to this beautiful place I feel nothing but utmost gratitude and I am so so glad to be here and I am praying that each and every single one of you if you ever had to deal with a toxic household or abusive person abusive relationship abusive environment I'm praying that you start your work with Heavenly Mother and realize that the world is such a beautiful place and that you should and you deserve and you should explore it because you deserve that. You deserve that. And that's the teachings of Divine Mother. And that is Divine Mother to me. A woman who is in complete support of me, a woman who loves me unconditionally, a woman who feeds her children, who nourishes her children, who gives milk to her children who are thirsty, who gives food to her children who are hungry. That is who Divine Mother is. Like there is a Heavenly Father, there is also a Heavenly Mother who is waiting and wanting to work with you and send her angels to surround you and guide you. And that is the work of Divine Mother. (laughs) So I think that's the end of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening to me. I thank you guys so much for your love and support throughout my journey. When I was moving out, one of my friends who are also who were also one of my clients, she had um sent me just so much support throughout my entire journey of me moving out. And I am just so incredibly blessed to have created this community. You guys are special and awesome and understand that anything that you have in your heart, in your soul, that you wish to fulfill in this lifetime, do it now. Because this world is completely yours. And in this lifetime, it is so important that you accomplish all the things that you, your heart desires and wishes for. So... I'm going to end it here. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.